0: Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods, Moving and Storage Studio. This is The Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. George, take your money questions. I'll chime in, and then I'll take your work-related questions. Want to pivot? Want a promotion? You feel stuck? What do I do? How do I make more money? Should I launch the side hustle? Uh, all those questions, uh, I'll take those, and George chimes in on those. So we are here for you. 888 Let's go to Christopher in the city of brotherly love. That's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Christopher, how can we help? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. You bet. What's up? So I'm
1: in a little bit of a dilemma, uh, really just torn. Um, so my wife and I are expecting a baby in August. And, um it's our first, and we're super excited, super nervous. We're working the baby steps. We've paused the baby steps. My wife is going to be getting six weeks off of work. My company is offering 12 weeks unpaid. Um, when the baby's due, if she comes uh, when she's due, we're going to have about seven, 8,000 saved on top of our starter emergency fund. And um, I was planning to take three weeks off, but the closer and closer we get to the due date, I just, I really want to take more time and just enjoy this new experience. But I'm also torn because that means I'm out of work longer. So um, I guess the question is, should I just stick to my three-week plan, get back to work, or would it be okay for me to dip into that extra money so that I can afford to take more weeks off? Because we are planning to dump that extra money on debt.
2: Okay. And is she planning on taking just the six weeks and then going back to work, or is she going to take further unpaid time? What's her plan?
0: So
1: that is an option, um, but Right now, they're offering six weeks if she has a natural birth and eight weeks if she has a C-section. So it's probably going to stay within that six to eight for her.
2: Okay, and you are you thinking the same for you? Or are you wanting to take all twelve if you can?
1: Um, it's it's odd. I don't want to take more than her. I feel like I almost feel wrong for that, but I I feel okay with six weeks. But I also think three weeks isn't enough. So.
2: And then, what's your plan um, beyond that? Let's say you both go back to work after six weeks.
1: Uh, we just get back to the baby steps and dump everything except for our $1,000 emergency fund back on debt.
2: Okay. Um, and is it daycare? That's, guess, and where my reservation is. What, what would the childcare um, situation be? She'll be,
1: um, her mom is going to be watching her for a significantly lower price
2: than our local daycare. Great. Got it. Okay. Um, that's yeah, kind of a, a big factor in all of this is what does the childcare yeah. situation look like? And then the second piece is financially, what can you afford to do without setting yourself Back financially, so you have some debt. Right. How much debt do you have?
1: Uh, currently, about seventy-five thousand. It consists of student loans and car
2: loans, soon to be paid off. Okay, and then what is the household income?
1: Uh, gross is about one hundred five to one ten a year.
2: Awesome. And you'd have a few. You you'd uh, dip down on that while you were unpaid for potentially right. a few weeks.
1: Yep. I guess it's more of like a, I don't, I know that that money is supposed to be put back on debt when mom and baby are home and healthy. But I also know that if I take, if we take everything except for a thousand, an extra three weeks for me unpaid isn't realistic.
2: Mm. Well, I wouldn't do it. Could you sell one of the cars if this is a big dream for you?
1: Potentially. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because my wife uses one of the cars for work and. Um, it would make it really difficult for me to get to and
2: from work well what's it worth versus the loan on it
1: um it's worth about 7500 and we have 3100 left on it
2: okay so probably not worth selling to make three grand if it was okay. if the numbers were different yeah. i would say hey if you can make 10 grand on this car and get something cheaper yeah. and get rid of the payment that could help but the numbers here don't make it worth it Right. Can do you have to decide right now, or can you go? Hey, I'm gone for two weeks. I'm going to come back next week.
1: Uh, it's pretty flexible. It's not like I have to give them a really long notice. My my district manager is all for me taking extra time, and he, you know, I can let him know pretty last minute if I wanted to.
2: Okay. Yeah, I might play it by ear. I'm going to take, you know, commit to yeah. the two or three weeks and beyond that say, I'm probably coming back to work, but we're going to have to play it by ear and see, you know, how mom and baby are doing and how I'm feeling about this and where we're at financially. And if we can take this yeah.
0: hit. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to take a much more, uh, I don't know what the, what the adjective is here. I wouldn't go back financially at all for this. Not one penny. Mm. I wouldn't. Uh, now, if mama and baby aren't healthy and there's a whole different situation, but if everything's okay, dude... Get back to work after three weeks. I mean, three weeks is nice. I mean, baby doesn't even remember. You're fine. I I would not suffer going backwards at all financially for this. Three weeks is enough for for Mm -hmm. the dad in this situation. That's a very nice, nice uh, benefit. That's just me. Uh, but I got three okay. kids so you know I mean yeah. there's gonna there's a point in time where they don't even want to talk to you uh so <laughs> at this point i i wouldn't I wouldn't go backwards financially me personally I would not do that I don't think it's gonna be worth it I really don't mm. okay but i'm I know I'm a little bit more old school jo- George is a little bit more in you know in touch with whatever. i am hip heard. with it. But I also you know, if it was unpaid
2: that's a different situation. So uh, you know I'm I'm in a very similar situation as you Christopher where I'm going to be having a baby first in August. So we're going to be right alongside each other having a yeah. good time. And I plan on taking 2 weeks off, but you know it's okay. all it's all very squishy here for the guys in a lot of companies as far as parental leave goes. And so I'm going to yeah. go as long as I can, but we've got live events, yeah. we've got work to do, and so I'm going to go back to work as soon as I need Did to. Did I understand
0: this correctly? Right. He gets 3 weeks paid. Is that right? Uh, it's unpaid. Unpaid. But three oh, weeks is what so we've
1: already th-
0: planned for. Oh, so he's, he's already planning to, to take a dip an in an extra three weeks. Oh, you're not going to like yeah. my answer at all. I wouldn't take any of the three weeks. I come from a world <laughs> where when we had our babies, I worked every day. And they walked uphill both <laughs> ways, Christopher. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't do that. Okay. You'll be fine. I wouldn't take yeah. three weeks of unpaid leave. The baby's fine. Mm. The mama's fine. <laughs> I don't have memory from when I was three I'm gonna, weeks t- old. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm not, I'm not knocking you if you decide to do this. So I'm having some fun with this, but I'm <laughs> deadly serious about, I wouldn't take any time off if you didn't have it. Not in this okay. situation, because you're going to go backwards financially. Is it going to break you? No. So it's your call, and I'm not judging anybody. Well,
2: and if you guys were in a different but, place financially, the answer might be different. If you had zero debt, yeah. huge emergency fund, yeah. but because of the situation, man, I want to get to safety yeah. when I'm bringing a baby into this world. I want to have yeah. some financial you're peace. Not,
0: you're not taking any time off. It's yeah. up to me. You'll be fine. Mm, okay.
2: You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll survive it either way, but I'm excited for you, man.
0: <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Appreciate the call.
2: George, I got to tell you, I, 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 I might- It stay- changed it for you when it was unpaid. A hundred percent. That's a three weeks of not of not getting that paycheck.
0: Like I feel like I could say this, and if this offends some people, they can get over it. I don't know why dudes need to be taking maternity leave I, or paternity. What is it called? Paternity. Yeah. For the dudes. No, stop it. Go to work.
2: You had nothing to do with it, Ken.
0: I had something to do with it, but I'm just saying I I need to be at work. That's I don't fair. get it. I don't get we it. We all survive just fine. This is the softening of America. I don't get it. Go turn to, work. to Philadelphia cream cheese over here, Ken. Jeez, I'm gonna hear it for that. This is the Ramsey Show.
3: You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed, and now you're ready to make your biggest investment
0: Welcome back, America. You have joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Campbell. The phone number is 888-825-5225. All right, headline here, Money Talks News. Uh, this is the article headline, Could New Legislation Hurt Your Credit Card Rewards? A group of lawmakers and lobbyists are gearing up to battle over proposal that could change the way credit card transactions get processed and possibly up in the credit card reward system. Now, I know that's going to kill you, George. Oh, you know, you like those points. Love my miles, You Ken. like the miles. You know me. The Credit Card Competition Act was introduced last week by a bipartisan group of legislators. By the way, bipartisan means Dems and Republicans. Just making sure Thank people you understand. That. Just a little civics lesson. Um, and uh, they were led by Senator Dick Durbin out of Illinois. And uh, this is the second time he has proposed this bill. did not go anywhere the first time. And uh, so uh, what is it? Uh, the details of the bill are all about network access and credit card transactions. Basically, every time you use a credit card at a store or online, the bank that issued you the card charges the merchant a fee. And this is called an interchange or swipe fee. The amount of the fee is set by the card processor like Visa or MasterCard. The merchants have no say in the matter because Visa and MasterCard dominate the network. So often the merchants pass the fees on to customers, and that in turn leads to inflated prices. Now, if this is passed, George, it would require the nation's biggest card-issuing banks to offer a second smaller network the opportunity to compete for transactions. There we go. The idea here is, is that by bringing competition in, Visa and MasterCard would have to start lowering their prices in order to get business. Merchants benefit and then theoretically, and I I stress the word theoretically, they could pass along the savings to others or to as many unsuspecting buyers that are out there, George, just keep that nifty little fee tucked down there towards the bottom of the receipt. Mm. So um, how could it affect credit card rewards? Ah, uh, one estimate predicts that this would save merchants about eleven billion dollars annually. Wow! And uh, and so uh, the the hotly debated consequence would involve the rewards. If retailers are able to select which processors they want, uh, the rationale says they're likely to go for the cheaper option, and that could set off a chain reaction hurting Visa and Mastercard's oh, profits. Oh, boo-hoo. I know, but here I get it. But then they start slashing. The points programs. So there you go. Because that's partially
2: how credit card companies give you all the rewards when you swipe.
0: Fat profits means they give some rewards. But if you eat into their profits, they're going to go, sorry, George, your miles program, cut in half.
2: I mean, just economically speaking, saving merchants $11 billion, what would that do for the economy? What would that do for prices that you all are complaining are so inflated?
0: It's well, let's think about people, small businesses. Yeah, small businesses really paying
2: help. the extra 3% because you swiped your credit card. Right. And they got to pass that on or eat it. Either way, not good for the rest of us. No. And so this is one of the reasons I hate credit card awards, Ken. The people swiping the card are the same people on the other side of this complaining about inflation and inflated prices. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you caused that. Yeah. And I actually have the numbers here if you're interested, Ken, to get nerdy. You know
0: I love numbers and I love
2: legislation. Here are the, as of 2023, what card issuers are charging merchants per transaction. Okay. So every, you know, transaction, you spend $100, Visa charges that business owner 1.4 to 2.5%. MasterCard, 1.5 to 2.6%. Discover, 1.5 to 2.5%. You're going to love this one. American Express, 2.3 to 3.5%. There you go. And then you wonder why businesses have little signs that say, we do not accept American Express. Right. Because they're getting screwed every time you use that card, and they've got to dish out 3.5%. Mm-hmm. That's $3.50 for every $100. Yeah, yeah. They're losing. Yeah. And so, that which adds up, as you can see here, $11 billion annually is
0: what merchants yeah. would get back. So I am a fan of this bill. Okay, I'm not going to go that far because I don't have the bill in front of me, and who knows what's in this bill. Mm-hmm. But I like that competition will be... Uh, created because competition always serves the customer. Agreed. When you have monopolies or a couple of big dogs kind of strangling yeah, Visa and the Mastercard competition, have been running the show for too long. They set the bar and I like competition. I also like giving small businesses more money back that's good for all of us consumers. So Well, think about that. If I, prices I like this. I like if prices
2: it. come down by yeah.
0: right, 2%, guess what that means? You'll have 2% more. That's right. In your budget we to hope. go get we your hope. own
2: rewards. We hope.
0: Not all companies pass that saving back on to us, the customer. But I hope so. I hope on they the do surface, it. I like the bill, and I love hearing you say that you support the bill. That's what you, America's waiting for. I love when you get involved in uh, consumer politics. Uh, this is all about your pocketbook. Pocketbook politics. How about that? Pocketbook politics. You're you just that. gave someone who's much smarter
2: than me a great book idea. I might have.
0: All right, let's go to Brandon in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Brandon, how can we help? So
4: I made the mistake of taking out a loan and buying a new truck a couple of years ago. And so I know I'm not supposed to take funds out of my 401k, but I've been doing my best to not tap into my HSA, Um, all the medical expenses, you know, I've paid out of pocket so far but I only have about 9,500 left on the loan. And I'm slated to pay that off probably within the next three, four months with everything I'm slapping at it. But could I take money out of my HSA? Cause I really want to start contributing the 15% to my 401k.
2: I think this is a bad plan, man. Do not rob yourself because this is a non-medical purpose.
4: Well, but I'm just saying, like, from all the bills that I've paid out of my pocket so far, I'd be just reimbursing myself.
2: From the money you contributed to it? No, no, no. From all the
4: medical expenses that I've paid out of my pocket. Oh, I
2: see. So you'd say, hey, I'm going to actually submit the medical expenses and get reimbursed for this. Correct. Versus leaving the money in there. It's invested right now? No, no, I haven't gone that
4: far yet. I just okay. started the whole HSA plan for my first time last year.
2: I'm going to let the HSA so. be for for the HSA needs, which is health, and I wouldn't do the whole reimbursement, get the money out. I'm just going to use your future income, which I hope is is nice and high. What do you make? Um, just shy of eighty thousand. Okay, so how quickly is this truck paid off? If you have ninety five hundred,
4: I left. estimate.
2: Yeah, I estimate four months. Love it. So we can survive another four months to speed this. Is there anything else you can do to speed it up outside of dipping into your piggy banks and cookie jars?
4: Well, there are a couple of side hustles that I could do, but they are few and far between. I play the bagpipes, so whenever oh. I can get a gig. Is that like know, funerals can...
2: and weddings? Like What are, what are the normal occasions yeah. for a bagpipe side hustle?
4: Yeah, typically it's uh, weddings and you know funerals, but special events come up and you know you can charge a premium for those.
2: I like this idea a whole lot more than dipping into the HSA.
0: I love bagpipes. I just want to point that out.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a it's a unique art.
4: I'll say that. But typically, the most I'd make on each of these gigs is probably like three hundred dollars
2: well outside of that i mean there's a lot of you know delivery apps and all kinds of gigs i'm sure you have other skills what do you do full time
4: uh, oh i'm basically a glorified auditor
2: glorified
0: i like that what Yeah. very self-aware what's a non-glorified auditor
4: a regular honor. <laughs> <Otter. laughs> listen, man.
0: I listen. I before it gets the frozen tundra out there, you got some fifteen to twenty to twenty five dollar an hour part time gigs that are out there where you can rack up the money quickly. I'm just telling you. If you want it, you can go get it.
4: Well, that sounds like a plan to me. I'll just go ahead and leave the H- HSA alone. Do it. And, uh, Wonderful.
2: Yeah. The other piece of this, Brandon, is behavior change. And robbing one account to pay the other account it's not really changing what got you into this mess. And I think doing those side hustles and the worse they are, the more you're going to go, I'm never going to go into debt again. That truck loan was so dumb. I should have bought a car I could afford with cash at the time. I'm never going to do that again. So I'm going to use future income to pay for that and find other ways than dipping in. But man, you're on the
0: path. Four months away. Worst case, this thing's gone. You got it, Brandon. Stay the course. Thank you for the call. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation
0: about your life, your money, your work, your relationships here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel is my co-host. Joins me this hour. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Back at the first of this year, George, we told uh, our audience that the housing market was not going to have a meltdown, and guess what? It didn't. Now, has it slowed down? Sure. Uh, but one of the changes we've seen is that homes are taking longer to sell while buyers, and there's plenty of them, shop for homes they can actually afford this means pricing your home right and getting it in front of the right buyer is a big deal. That's a lot to do on your own, and you shouldn't be the one navigating it in the first place. It's not your job. You need a real estate agent who knows your local housing market inside and out. You need a Ramsey-trusted agent by your side. These guys and gals got our team stamp of approval because they're top-tier real estate agents that you can trust to handle something this important. If you're ready to sell your home, don't settle for average. Work with the best of the best, a Ramsey-trusted agent. Go to ramseysolutionscom slash agent. That is is slash agent. Adrian is up in Monterey, California. Adrian, how can we help?
5: Hey, I got a question for you guys. So I've been watching this show for about three months now. And, uh, I know you guys talk about getting out of debt and debt is, or being debt free is great. Right. Um, but one of the things that I kind of get lost on is, um, with credit cards, I hear a lot of people say that credit cards, you know, you can use them in a lot of good ways and a lot of bad ways from what the Ramsey show explains, but my question is, why is it so bad to use credit cards if you can use them responsibly? I see no issue in using them to build credit and earn rewards, so what what advice can you guys give me?
2: That's a fair question, Adrian. Appreciate the the call today. How old are you? 23. Cool. And... Why are you into this financial stuff? Kind of, what are your goals when it comes to money?
5: Uh, just where where I came from, my parents, you know, were not financially educated, and kind of seeing that, wanted me to be a little bit different. A lot of my family is not, you know, they're not financially responsible. So, kind of just, you know, one of my good buddies who actually forwarded me uh, Dave Ramsey's show. He is, we're we got a lot of the same goals in common, just. We don't want to be, you know, struggling, living paycheck paycheck to paycheck, and we would like to be a little more educated. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. So my goal is to, you know, be successful and not be struggling in life.
2: Cool, that's a great goal to have and a great why. So I'll tell you my. Stance on this, and we hear this a lot. I pay off my card in full every month, and here's the line I've never paid a cent in interest. We always hear, I've never paid a dime in interest. And the truth is, even if you pay it off perfectly, every single study we've ever seen shows that you spend more when you use a credit card, which would, by the way, negate the 2% you might be making off the card. And by the way, if there's a single misstep, you're now being charged 22% interest. Every single time you carry that balance. And the studies show uh, 48% of people pay off their card every month, which means 52% don't. And that's if they were telling the truth. We don't know if 48% were actually telling the truth there. But MIT has done a study on this. Then they found with FMRI technology, they examined the brain during the point of purchase, and they found that the use of credit cards activates the reward networks of the brain, which acts like a gas pedal, causing you to spend more. And so you ask, what's the difference between that and a debit card, right? That's probably the next question. That's logical. Yeah. Well, the difference is when it's your money, your body knows that it's coming out of your bank account instantly. When it's their money that you're borrowing, your body tells you, that's ah, kind of monopoly money. Well, that's a f- problem for future, Adrian. We'll deal with that later. And so psychologically, it's different. The other difference is you physically can't spend money you don't have. And with a credit card, you can easily do that. And you're kind of just hoping you can cover the bill at the end of the month. So that's just one side of the coin. And I'll tell you, because I was that guy, Adrian. I had, in 2013, I had a Discover card for the 5% rotating cash back. And guess where it rotates? Restaurants, (laughs) entertainment, travel. Things that we would all agree are kind of luxury spending. And so all of a sudden, we're chasing 5% on a meal that costs us six times what it, w- it would have cost us if we just made that same meal at home. And so I actually interviewed a Capital One credit cards uh, manager who used to work there on my uh, podcast, The Fine Print. You can go check that episode out called The, uh, the True Cost of Credit Card rewards. And she told me point blank that these companies do thousands and thousands of experiments on the consumers every single year to get them to spend more to get them to be that rat in the maze trying to get to the cheese to think that they won. So this idea that uh, consumers think I can beat the system, yes, they're out there and they're all over TikTok and it gets lots of views because who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, everybody wants to win the game. Everybody wants to win and the truth is the credit card companies love that you think that. Mm-hmm. They love that you're bragging about your rewards to all of your friends going, guys, I figured out the hack. Yeah. Man, I'm really taking capital yeah. one of the cleaners with this hack no bro they love that you think oh, you're yeah. winning
0: have you seen their offices all around the country yeah they sponsor Big, stadiums giant
2: where's glass. adrian stadium that's yeah, what i want to see I like that. and so i've just found ken that as soon as i cut up the cards mm-hmm. i was able to build wealth on my terms spending money i actually had and i weirdly didn't miss the rewards and miles i just mm. went hey, i want to book a flight is that on the budget oh okay cool
3: yeah. Great. No reward. It's rewards. that simple. It nope. is its own reward. No
2: confusing point system going, well, I have 30,000 points, but that amounts to $7 in gift cards. Or Why play that game? Yeah. It's mentally taxing. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. I mean, Ken's just falling asleep I, uh, just thinking about I'll having to play this you. game.
0: Yeah, it's exhausting. Just book a flight, you know?
2: So that's I my stance, Adrian. Uh, I love it. I'd find better TikTokers like Ken Coleman and George Campbell. Yeah, to yeah, oh, the,
0: the Great start. An absolute great start. We're on there. We're trying to dispel yeah. all this nonsense. There, there you there. go. Addison is up next in Kansas City. Addison, how can we help?
6: Uh, yeah. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? Um, so I work as an Amazon associate, make about eighteen dollars per hour, about thirty-seven k income. I currently have. Five thousand dollars in student loans but i'm also looking to purchase a new car as my car has been through the bringer that i currently have so um i've been looking at about a 7.5k car just from a to b and i also want to get those student loans paid off as soon as possible i currently have 10k in the bank in order to pay completely cash for the car have no payments anything like that that um and i was kind of wondering what to do with that uh, student loan area because I also have a, there's a dependent account under my mom that has about five grand minimum in it. And I have been wanting to get in contact with her so that I can pull that over under my bank account and use that to sort of not have to worry about future building interest um, on that that, uh, student loans.
2: So how does so that I account was wondering work?
6: What the best way to
2: tackle? So you move that, that 5000 over. How does that affect your student loan?
6: Just so I can pay them off as soon as possible and get them out of the way and be sort of debt free.
2: Okay. And your car right now, is it needing repairs or is it actually on the fritz? It, Where is that at? Like could it survive for it, another 5 months? It,
6: it's it's in need of repairs. It's got 210,000 miles on it and I mean I feel like it would be just a better investment to go for a used car that is of better. Well, what um, would the repairs cost to me? Um, I have not gotten a quote on that, but um, it's got to be thousands of dollars. I mean, it, the exterior is damaged, and then there's obviously stuff wrong with the interior, transmission-wise, and um there yeah there's there's it's got quite a few problems with
2: it okay Well, i'm gonna do just a little more homework actually go to the mechanic and see what they say about it because if it's a thousand bucks and it'll fix it up for the next 12 months even six months as you continue saving up i'd rather you see you knock out these student loans and then upgrade uh but if the car is really like you say it is and it's going kaput it's okay to use that money and get a real reasonable car and not set yourself back on that student loan payoff
0: yeah yeah i agree good advice
2: That's what we do here, Ken. We try. We try our
0: best. Fantastic. Heavy lifting this this segment, George. Way to go. I'm here for you to take a little break. Standing on your shoulders. Hey, don't move. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Campbell phone number is 888 To jump in on the conversation, our scripture of the day comes from James 1-4, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. Our quote of the day, Ah, oh, it's one of my favorites. I don't, you, you love Steve Martin, don't you? Oh, big fan. Thankfully, persistence is a great substitute for talent, uh, says one of the most talented dudes on the planet. I mean, I thought he was special and then Like, after all these years in comedy when he's, you know. The man's still as sharp as he was 30 years ago. Won a
2: Grammy for bluegrass music. Yeah, incredibly talented bluegrass musician, banjo player. Uh, You know, he once tweeted at me. It wasn't in a good way. I said something snarky and mean. It was back in 2009 or 2010. You snarked at Steve Martin, and I snarked and I tagged him like a big troll. And and he snapped back. What did he did he get? And he called me a sad idiot child. And I'll never forget it. I I might as well frame it in my house. Steve Martin
0: called you a sad idiot child. Do you still have that tweet?
2: Um, I do have it. I'll show you the screenshot once we're off air. Maybe we'll put it on air later. I actually, week.
0: George and I are together Friday. I'd like that to make it to the show, uh, because I, that is now my new nickname for you. A sad idiot child. Sad idiot Because I think child. I called
2: him like a crazy old grandpa. And so he was. it was the perfect
0: snapback from Steve well, Martin. i got to tell you, the fact that you got a return of serve is impressive. There's
2: only two ways to do it. Either be real nice to a celebrity or be a jerk, yeah. and eventually they'll oh, snap Oh, yeah, back.
0: they're sensitive. I get it. Very Let's sensitive. go to Savannah, who joins us right here in the Nashville area. Savannah, how can we help?
7: Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Yeah, What's my name's up? Savannah. I'm calling because... I recently was accepted into the Vanderbilt MBA program. Um, I ended up deferring it for a year because for financial reasons, because mm-hmm. it's about 60k a year oh, in a two-year sure. program. Holy smokes! And I currently don't have any former student debt, but my husband has a little bit. And I know that I could probably double my salary doing this program, but I'm just deciding if it's worth it to take out such a significant amount of debt um, for the MBA.
0: Oh, what boy. what what do you plan to do after the MBA?
7: So right now I'm working in like data analytics and I'd like to shift into consulting, which would, yes, supposedly double my salary, but honestly I'm not even sure if that's exactly what I want to do. I'm kind of just chasing the salary aspect of it.
2: Ooh. That's what worries I me. I, I just that. feel like it's a wet yeah. finger in the air of like, I think it'll double yeah. my salary. Or yeah. what if yeah. it doesn't, and you're one hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt?
0: And I've got, and I've actually, yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you this, Savannah. And I'm very passionate about this. You can take this or leave it. You call it. Here are the free. Here's the free advice. That MBA is not going to double your salary. You will. Right. Right. You will. Right. And if you want to do consulting with data analytics, is that what I'm to understand? Mm-hmm. Or, okay. Exactly. Yeah, so getting into data analytics, and by the way, this is, this is for the moment we're putting to the side the fact that you don't even know if you want to do data analytics, and I would venture to say you don't, and you're just chasing a salary. You know what? I actually admire you for saying yes. that. I do. Because I think that's a tremendous amount of self-awareness to save you some heartache. Now, this is my particular yes. uh, area of work as I focus on work and meaningful work and living a life where you're winning at work and that helps you win in other areas of your life. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about this. I would not touch this NBA with a 10 foot pole until it was absolutely clear that it was required. In other words, it was the only way to get where you want to go. And the second option is, is it, the best way to get where you want to go. So, for instance, and I'm making this up, if you had a company that said, yeah. hey, Savannah, we'd like to hire you, uh, but we require an MBA for your track, blah, 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 blah. And so it wouldn't be the only way to do what you want to do, but in that, that case, it would be the best way because you've identified an employer you want to right. work for. Then I'd go, okay, this is a this is a calculated risk. I'd still cash flow it. I wouldn't take out the loan. It's not going to be worth it. We've got a great documentary on, on it's everywhere, you can get documentaries. It's called Borrowed Future, and if you would just watch some of the stories from people that make really big money that are that were absolutely miserable because mm-hmm. of the pressure from those loans, I just don't want that for you, and I'll be honest with you, you could eventually, if you need an MBA, you might be able to get a company to pay for it or reimburse you Uh, if it's absolutely needed, I'm going to tell you to win in data analytics or in most business fields, the MBA doesn't get you anything. You get it Mm -hmm. and you win. Are there good things that you learn in an MBA program? Sure. But at the end of the day, um, you don't need it. And so don't take out the loan. That's a two year program. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two year program. What, what would be the interest on that loan?
7: I don't even know. I didn't even look into it because I immediately was so scared by the idea Good. of out. That That's hundred twenty that grand. Put it off a year.
0: hundred twenty yeah, thousand dollars. felt like
7: a huge amount of money. It is something I wasn't. Well, Here is the way I see it. If, on, like I needed a year.
2: if, like Ken said, it is required, no job description yeah. says MBA from Vanderbilt required. It just says MBA required. Right. So if we're just here to check the box, then I would get the most affordable MBA yes. possible that you can do online in your spare time while yep. working. That would be the path. Great point. And when it comes to consulting, yeah. a company that hires you to do consulting, it's probably gonna be more proximity principle where they said, hey, you gotta get in touch with Savannah. She's the best in data That's analytics. Right. They don't go, hey, we gotta Google MBA yeah. data analytics and we find Savannah. I don't think companies care. Yeah. They want someone who knows what they're doing in the data analytics world. And I'm not convinced mm-hmm. that an MBA makes you that much better at data analytics as far as experience goes. Totally.
0: Yeah, question that is, so much is, what do you to want me. to do? I think you have an idea. But you've been clouded yeah. by, i got to make this amount of money by this amount of time in my life, which I understand that. But I think you have a hunch. I know. What's uh, And if I'm wrong, tell me. But do you have a hunch about which which way you'd like to go professionally? Yeah
7: actually i really want to work with my parents they own a business in virginia but i have to move back there in order to do that and so that's just a whole different story so i'm kind of like if i'm living here maybe i need to create my own path and i think i was just starting to think all right what's the path that's going to make me the most but i think what i'd ultimately be passionate about is working in the family business what is that
0: what's the business
7: they own a travel company. They take students on trips all around the world, and they've been doing it together since I was six years old.
0: Okay, so we don't. We only have about two minutes, so we won't unpack the whole story, but what's the big, give me the bumper sticker reason why going back to Virginia makes your stomach turn? Or at least it sounded like it.
7: Um, I want to support my husband in pursuing his career here in Nashville. Got it. So I'm here... You know, supporting that, and we're kind of just riding the wave and seeing where that goes.
0: And when you say support, how much money are you making right now?
7: I am making together. We're making two hundred. I am contributing eighty five to that.
0: Eighty five. Okay. Here is you know the question I would have is: Can you do similar work to what your mom and dad's business does, and and bring in a decent amount of money to support him in this season? Because that's the work you love. It's not so much just the family. Yeah. It's a, you like the travel component. I just wonder if if you don't go that direction and make as much as you can and you and the hubs change your budget if you can only make sixty five. Right. Sounds like you guys are yeah. making good money.
7: Yeah. Is yeah. there room to do that work remotely? That.
2: <laughs> could you do it from Nashville yeah. at all? Have you talked to your parents about what that would look like?
7: I could do – it's exactly what you guys are saying. I could do certain lower-paying roles at their company from Nashville – um i just wouldn't be able to be like a manager higher up at their company from here but i can help them with all kinds of things remotely
0: feels like that's your path do you see yourself eventually taking over i would love
7: to well, where's I would the love hubs to at? they don't sell the business
0: where's the hubs at on all <laughs> this
7: so he he would be interested in working there too, but there just hasn't been a good opportunity to come up for the both of us there. So I think honestly maybe we need to sit down with my parents and make a plan.
0: I think that would be before we bring fun. kids
7: in the picture and all of
2: that. Why don't I we? Love it. You
0: know what? Why don't we dream a little before we start deciding what we're gonna do when we're gonna do it? I think we gotta have a big picture plan. We I sounded way more excited about this travel plan than the hundred twenty grand MBA. 100%. So I think we've decided, Savannah you decided George and I just jumped on board with you we're Team Savannah no MBA let's let's have a talk with the hubs and the parents and figure out a long term plan George good hour thank you my friend you're the best thanks to Austin and the crew behind the glass keeping us on the air and you America for listening this is the Ramsey Show